Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy. And it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you. So anywhere that has podcasts and it'll be open, Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record, uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right. Thank you for listening. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., of course, a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. And continuing with the urban legend theme that I have been going on for the last uh, few episodes, today I chose one out of North Texas. So you North Texans that listen to the podcast, make sure you uh, take all the precautions necessary so you won't get fucked up by this lady. So today's chosen urban legend, like I said, is coming out of North Texas, and her name is The Candy Lady. Now, when I Google searched urban legends, I typed in creepiest urban legends from the United States, and The Candy Lady was one of the first ones that popped up, so I clicked on it, and damn. She's a fucked up ass urban legend. So without further ado, let's get it going. Who is she? Who is the candy lady? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, you know, who the fuck is this lady? So Clara Crane, who lived in a small town just outside of Dallas, Clara was accused of poisoning her husband back in 1895. She gave him some caramels that were laced with some sort of poison that killed him. A few years before she allegedly killed him, the Crane's five-year-old daughter died. Clara blamed her husband for the passing of their daughter, which is why many believe she killed him. I mean, you know, a lot of mothers out there, rather if they have the ability or not to end the person's life who allegedly ended their child's life. It would make sense how you know she took revenge on on her husband for killing their, their killing their daughter, you know. And it, after reading about you know what's going on with this gal, it, it I mean I don't blame her for killing her husband if in fact he did kill the kid, which we never know. I mean it's 1895. The only people that know are the daughter and the husband, of course, unless uh Kara, I'm sorry, Clara Crane has 100 percent undoubted foolproof evidence that the husband actually did it so but after uh, she killed him clara was placed in the north texas lunatic asylum now known as the terrell terrell state hospital now here's the thing that bothers me is that this fucking asylum is still around so this just makes the urban legend a lot more creepier that the fact that the state hospital is still stands in the same exact location it was back in the 1800s i just and it just kind of gives me the, the creeps now. So while in the asylum, Clara made a doll 
out of torn bed sheets the doll she called Marcy, the same name as her daughter. Clara wrote a letter to her sister while in the asylum. And so we we've already established that she committed a crime allegedly. Well, not allegedly. She she killed her husband, so you know, she was uh, deemed not mentally fit for trial. And so she was sent to a mental health facility, which, you know, makes sense. You you fucking lose your kid and you kill your husband. There's something not right in your head. However, she writes a letter to her sister while in the asylum. And the letter goes like this, because, I mean, of course, they're still going to have the letter in history. I mean, it, her sister is going to submit it and, and hold on to it. I mean, it's a fucking creepy ass letter. So here's what the letter says. Dear Aggie, I am elated. I have been informed by Dr. Matthews that Marcy and I will be returning home in less than three weeks. As you can imagine, Marcy can barely contain her excitement. Every night she asks, is tomorrow the day when we go home, mother? Very soon, I will be able to tell her yes. So Aggie is Clara Crane's sister, and she full-blown had a conversation with her bedsheet doll daughter. And the doll daughter asked her, is tomorrow going to be the day that they actually get to go home so the daughter's already anticipating on going home so now is the doll daughter really speaking to her or has clara crane lost her marbles and is hallucinating this entire ordeal no one knows again the only truth we know is what was reported it's just one of those things that that's bizarre I mean, it makes sense why why she was in the in the mental health hospital but why would Dr. Matthews release her? She fucking killed somebody. If you're wondering the same thing, well, I will let you, I will fill you in why. So after the letter, Clara could be seen talking and singing to the doll by the asylum staff. In 1899, she was released from the hospital due to overcrowding. So even though she allegedly committed murder, she was released. Now, this is a big deal. You know, you, you have a convicted or a possibly possible convicted killer that's now on the loose all because of overcrowding. Now, I don't know what the mental health standards were back in the 1800s or you know early 1900s, but I worked in a mental health facility for several years. And I know nowadays that you need several doctor's approvals plus the backing of nurses to be able to be released and if you're a suspect a, a suspected murderer you actually have to go to a court and be deemed uh, sane enough to be released out into the public or and or found not guilty however this wasn't the deal back in the 18 1900s so i don't know i mean we we've dropped the ball on that one i'm guessing so well, after she was released so how how did the urban legend start? You know, that's what we're here for. We want to figure out what, what the fuck's been going on with the urban legend. So in 1903, children started going missing near her old property, her meaning Clara Crane. Children said candy would be left on the window while they were sleeping. Sometimes they would there would be notes on the wrappers around the candy. Now, there's no uh, reports or evidence or notes showing that actual notes were left around but from what i've been able to gather from the little research that that i that i did and the little information that's out that there was legitimate candy left on, on the, these kids window seals around clara crane's property so her neighbor's kids would wake up and find candy when they went out and played on their window seal 
it doesn't it doesn't specify or identify what type of candies they they were, but it is known that candies were left on the windowsill. You know, hey, for all you North Texaners out there, if you have more information, email me graveyardgrumbler at mail dot com. Instagram, you can DM me at Graveyard Grumbler Podcast or on Facebook at Tina Romero Jr. You'll see my podcast logo. But I just want to know if was it was it the caramel that the same type of candy that she killed her husband on or killed her husband with? Because if it was, you know, that'd be creepily badass. I'm not saying that I'm for it, but I'm not saying that it wouldn't be badass. I'm just saying that it would be badass. You know what I mean? So. She lured and killed kids by pulling out their teeth and stabbing their eyes with forks. I don't understand the forks. You know, I mean, was that the only utensil she had? Being, uh, you know, an ex-psychiatric uh, patient, maybe she wasn't allowed to be around knives. But it wouldn't make sense because she was released due to overcrowding with no stipulations, according to what I, what I read. But a fork? That's that's some brutal fucked up shit. And, and I'm not sure what the urban legend would be made for to keep kids away. I mean, keep kids away from sweets. You can just say that, you know, their their teeth rot out. Why would you go as far as saying that the candy lady will, will stab you in the eye. So that, you know, without having a clear cut reason why this urban legend was even said to be in existence, it makes me believe that this shit was actually happening. That it wasn't an urban legend. That this gal, uh, Clara Crane, killed a bunch of kids, lured them out from their home, killed a bunch of kids, and just got away with it. But, I mean, what what resentment? The resentment that I could think of is her kid is dead, so no other kids deserve to be alive. Maybe that's the motive. I don't know. But... After several tr- children started going missing, the townspeople believed it was Clara since she killed her husband with the tainted caramel. So in my eyes, that that means that caramel were being left around the windowsills of the kids. But again, why the fork? I mean, that's just some brutal ass shit to get fucked up by a fork. But now this is where it starts getting a little a little more creepier than than what it has been already a little it's a little strange that makes me believe that this shit was actually kind of real. So a near, a nearby farmer found teeth in his fields and the town's sheriff was killed. He had forks shoved into his eyes and was found with candy in his pockets. So let me read that again. A nearby farmer had found teeth in his fields and the town's sheriff was killed. He had forks shoved into his eyes and was found with candy in his pockets. Now, either someone was completely obsessed with Clara Crane or coincidentally, there was a serial killer out there that preyed off children. And coincidentally, Clara Crane was to be blamed. And this this serial killer uh, was managed to get away scot-free. But why candy? I mean, was it... The only people that, well, I mean, I'm guessing that the uh, the news reported that Clara Crane poisoned her husband with with uh, uh, the poisoned uh, caramel. So, I mean, how many copycatters can actually be attributed to to that report? There isn't any, and now we won't know because a goddamn sheriff got killed. And the creepy thing is, is why why were there teeth in the fucking farmer's field, and 
why why did the sheriff get taken out with with fucking forks in his eyes you know what i mean and i i haven't i've been looking and researching and to find data from back in the early 1900s regarding stuff like this takes forever so i thought i'd leave it without confirming you know uh confirming or or uh was that discrediting the story because it makes it that much creepier you know, if you guys want to do the extra research, by all means, find out. Let me know if it's real or not. But fuck, according to research and according to, you know, publication that this shit actually happened. But I wonder what kind of candy. I, I wish they would have said, you know, hey, the fucking caramel was found in his pockets. And then that would tie everything together. I'd have, without a doubt, solid evidence that Clara Crane was a fucking killer. You know, it it goes by that if you see it. It's true, but if you read it, your mind makes up a thousand things to make it true. So, I mean, that's how we have nightmares and look over our shoulders, worried about extra, you know, creepiness around the dark. You know, it's just, it's just our minds make up this stuff and, and we end up believing it. So, huh. how, how did they get rid of her and how do you protect yourself? Now, no one really knows what happened to Claire Crane. There's no reports no evidence that she returned to her house she was killed she was she died she moved to another part of texas or she moved out to oklahoma no no one no one knows there's no report showing or stating where clara crane went they just know that people you know kids started going up missing and dying around her property so that means the surrounding areas of where she was out in north texas just just outside of dallas her neighbors kids were getting fucked up but no one knows where she went. I, oh my gosh. And uh, but to this day, it is believed that the candy lady still roams around luring little children with candy, then pulling out their teeth, or stabbing them in the eyes with forks. Why? <laughs> if you know this is true, why would you let your kids go out at night? You know, that's my question. Yeah, you know, I, I understand kids are going to be kids, and you gotta, you know, try to protect them as much as you can, but. Being out of North Texas, you you find candy on your windowsill. You know very well not to not to check it and eat it. I mean, hell, even during uh, trick or treating, before the kids eat the candies, we give a quick inspection on what's good, what's not good. And you know, parents take that candy tax, make sure that you know, quote unquote, oh, this candy's bad, so we're gonna go ahead and take care of this for you. I would start doing the same thing if I found candy around the windowsill. Actually, I wouldn't even eat the goddamn thing. Why? Why would you? eat candy that's been sitting on the windowsill you know how many critters and bugs fucking teabag that shit i don't want snake nuts on the piece of candy that i'm gonna eat i don't want freaking uh frog butt straight dripped on on my candy while i eat it you know yeah i know there's a wrapper but you know reptiles uh, uh fluids are pretty potent and i don't want that shit to seep in and i'm over here snacking on fucking snake nuts it's not for me i can't do it but again this was back in the 1900s so you don't really think about stuff like that, you know, but nowadays I'm not eating teabag uh, snake nuts on my candy. It's not going to happen. Now, here's the here's the trippy thing. We no one knows how to get rid of her. There's no seance. There's no prayer. There's no uh, candy lady bug spray to ward her off. There's no crosses. There's no holy water. There's nothing that in, in the urban legend that says you can get rid of her. So she's forever damned roaming around North Texas, fucking kids up and stabbing motherfuckers in the eyes with forks. No one knows how to get rid of her. If 
you do know how to get rid of her, feel free to fill me in because I mean, yeah, I live in South Texas, but you know, we have greyhounds now. There, there's there's shit that she can get over here pretty quickly, and I'm not gonna get fucked up by the candy lady. Yeah, I'm, yeah, well, graveyard grumbler, you're not a kid. Hey, what if? You ever heard that? What if I get chosen and she's over here trying to lure me in with some caramel? I fucking love caramel. It better be double wrapped though, because I'm not gonna have some double cheeked up frog butt down on my on my can or some. Uh, tea bag piece of candy it should better be double wrapped i don't know how to get rid of her but we i mean i'm guessing the only people that see her are the ones that encounter her so you you can't say oh you know i'm gonna shoot you in the eye because you can't see her i mean the only thing that i can think of to protect yourself from the candy lady is don't eat the fucking candy don't have your kids say oh you know mom dad they don't let me eat some candy so damn i'm gonna eat some random ass candy that's left right here on my windowsill because you know fuck the world i'll do what i want no teach your kids not to eat the goddamn candy because then the candy lady's gonna lure them out and get stabbed in the eye with a fucking fork i just hope that it's a sharp fork and not a goddamn spork can you imagine getting stabbed in the eye with a spork i mean i can't but just the sound of it is kind of fucked up how would you write that in a report if you're an officer oh spork took out his eyeballs no better make it a pitchfork exaggerate that shit get taken out by no goddamn spork you know i just it, there's no clear way to protect yourself there's no clear way how to get rid of her i mean the only thing i could think of is don't take the candy and don't go outside when lord i mean if you see a note with the candy on it don't read the fucking note just throw the candy away or just leave them there and let them collect and let the bugs do their job you know what i mean you can't you you can't think of of the greatest escape when you're dealing with someone that's been dead for how many years or allegedly dead who knows she can be the oldest person in the world right now and she's over here taking kids and fucking them up without without any sign she's a goddamn ninja damn it you know <laughs> don't take the candy don't read the notes and don't get lured outside and that'll be it'll you'll protect yourself i'm i'm hoping and make sure you teach your kids don't talk to random candy ladies or take random candy that's left outside with the, you know it's been unattended. Just don't do it. It's better. That way you still have your kids. I don't know. That's that, that I guess that's my uh candy lady fighter advice on how to ward off and stay protected is just don't take the damn candy. So that's simple. I after doing all of this research, you know, my thoughts on the on the well like the Jerry Springer my final thoughts. My final thoughts on this thing is that this was by far one of my favorite urban legends. I, I mean, I, I know I say that a lot, but the amount of information that I was able to get to make a, a good, a good amount of uh, a good episode for today was great. I mean, I'm glad that I was able to fill up 30 minutes of, of your time with this creepy ass, uh, the candy lady. You know, when I when I first pulled it up and I saw the candy lady, I was like, Oh man, come on. This is some bullshit trick or treating type thing. Ugh, fuck it. Let me read it. And then when I read that she leaves candy on, on the window seal and then lures kids out and till, takes out their teeth and fuck them up, you know, I had to do it. I had, I had to do the research. I had to look into it and I had a, I had to share it with everyone because I'm not the only one that's going to get freaked out with this shit. Good thing I live on the second story and so do my kids. So unless the, that lady's on stilts and my kids aren't getting any candy from this person. It just this one by far has to be one of the creepiest urban legends that I covered so far. I mean, just the thought of it. You lure kids out, pull their teeth out and then stab them in the eyes with forks. That's that's some pretty deranged shit right there. And 
the the whole not being able to to rid her protect yourself that what makes it even more fucked up i mean the only thing is willpower and a lot of kids don't have willpower they want to have their candy and sneak it and all this other stuff it's just human nature that's we've all done it we've all snuck something around you know whether it be candy cocaine you know juice boxes it doesn't matter we've all snuck something you know we're all guilty of it and just kids aren't you know aren't the aren't any different so just talk to them but damn the candy lady's gonna leave some candy on your windowsill lure your kids out pull their teeth out and fuck them up that not only has the candy lady affected my my child's mental and and what you know uh, way of thinking and living but they're also now costing parents money you know how much money it costs to get veneers and to get their their grill fixed up so they won't look like a, a damn uh, gum shark or I don't know what kind of fish don't have teeth, but could you imagine? Or or be, being that one eight-year-old or nine-year-old or 11-year-old that has dentures because the candy lady took out your teeth all because you wanted to eat some random-ass candy that was left on your window seal. That See, that's where I have a problem with the candy lady that now she's costing me, or not me, but she's costing parents a lot of money because the kids have to go to the dentist. The dentists aren't cheap. Dentures aren't cheap. Veneers aren't cheap. That shit's not cheap. So if, you, if y'all don't want to spend a lot of money on replacing your kid's grill and or you just like having your kid walking around being called Gumby, then, hey, that's your that's your choice. But me personally, I think Gumby would be a good option. <laughs> I just this this whole lady, candy lady, creepy as hell. There's not much that that you can do to protect yourself. There's not much that you can do to get rid of her. They, they, the authorities even lost track of her when, when she got out of uh, the mental health facility. So what makes you think that you're going to be able to track her and get rid of her? You're not. So don't hope. It's just the whole overview of this, uh, urban legend down, uh, down, down, but up in North Texas, it was a good one. I like that one. I mean, it's demented. It's deranged. It's creepy. And the worst thing of all is that it's realistic. You know, when you're watching a, a horror movie and you're like, ah, this shit's just a fucking horror movie. And then at the end of it, it says based on a true story or the the beginning credits say based on a true story. It, it sets your whole mentality. It fucks you up completely because now it, it's that much more creepier that these events possibly happened. And that's what's up with this urban legend is that it's based on a true story. <laughs> so can you imagine what, what the people felt when, when they first discovered the the uh, candies left on the windowsill and then the first kids that got fucked up, you know, they got their teeth pulled out and then the goddamn sheriff that gets his eyes poked out by goddamn fork. What? See, all of this stuff is, it, it wasn't a big deal until I read that the farmer actually found teeth in his field and that the a town sheriff actually got killed. But out of all of that, they never named what town uh, in North Texas, they just said that it's a, an area just outside of Dallas. So people outside of Dallas, if you have any uh, more information on the candy lady or if you yourself have heard or seen the candy lady, let me know. I would love to have you on the podcast and explain your your feelings and, and thoughts on how this whole shit went down. I just, damn, goddamn candy lady. Yeah, why would they turn innocent things like candy into something evil? That that's my thing, you know. Now, when every time I eat candy, I'm going to think of uh, someone's poor kid getting fucked up, getting their teeth pulled out, getting jabbed in the eye with a fork. I don't know. 
now I'm going to start looking around and see how many Gumby kids I have. I see walking around I'm like, oh, yep, you were a victim of the candy lady. You shouldn't have taken that goddamn candy. Stop being a rebel. That's why I just uh, snuck cocaine instead of candy. I was, I was a good boy. Fuck the candy. Candy rot your teeth. But hopefully, every, hopefully everybody enjoyed this episode on the candy lady. I know I did. I 100% enjoyed doing the research. I 100% enjoyed sharing it with everyone. And if you have any suggestions or questions or thoughts, opinions, feel free to email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. You can uh, direct message me on Instagram at Graveyard Grumbler Podcast or on Facebook, Tino Romero Jr. You'll see my uh, podcast logo that my uh, 14-year-old drew. That was just awesome on my Facebook page. So feel free to hit me up any way you want if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions on future episodes. But good morning, good day, good night, and goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.